Amen. We're here for a move of God. Amen. That's the reason we're here. Uh, that's the reason we've come. And I think, listen, I've seen some of y'all here every single night this week, and I'm thankful for that. I appreciate every single one of you uh, uh, that's come out. Uh, but we're going to just go ahead and start with a, a word of prayer, just like we do every night. We ain't changing nothing. God's been too good for us to start changing anything now. Amen. Uh, so we're just going to start with a word of prayer, with the uplift of a hand if you've got a need in the tent tonight. Uh, God knows every need in the house tonight. We ask that if you can and will, if you'd stand with us. Uh, uh, this evening, and let's go the, uh, the Lord in front. Brother Raymond, would you lead us? Father, tonight, oh God, Lord, as we come before you once again, oh God, Lord, we come with a thankful heart, Lord God. We come tonight, oh God, Lord, uh, uh, with praise upon our lips, oh God, Lord, knowing tonight, uh, Lord, that you've helped us this sleep, knowing tonight that you uh, are willing to continue to help us, oh God, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord, we're asking that tonight that you'll touch every hand that was raised, uh, every need this evening, oh God, Lord, that you would tonight just move uh, in this place tonight like you haven't any night before. Uh, Lord, there's somebody here that's lost and undone without God. Uh, Lord, that tonight, oh God, Lord, to be there tonight, oh God, Lord, that tonight uh, they'll choose to get right with you. Lord, I pray that you'll touch my wife and help her tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just lay your healing hands of mercy down upon her, oh God. And, Lord, that you'll touch these singers, Lord God, touch every testimony. Lord God, that you'll touch the preacher, that the word may go out this evening and have that way. For it's in Jesus' name, amen. I want to introduce this group. Uh, we run into each other several years ago, and I appreciated them. And uh, uh, We had them booked to come to the church tonight. I bet they come up on this hill and seen the wind. I bet they was like, I wish you'd have left it at the church. Amen. But uh, you know what? Uh, I appreciate them. They're called right on time. Amen. And they was early tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, but we appreciate them. They can introduce themselves. Make them feel welcome. Worship. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you love the Lord, say Amen. That's a good crowd right there. That's what I like to start out with. Can you hear us pretty good, right? I'll tell you what, it's sometimes, yeah, brother was talking about being inside the church. Praise God, it's good to get out and maybe somebody else can hear us around us, right? Hey, man, there's somebody listening right now. We've done talked about it, brother, right? Praise God, there's somebody else might hear us outside the doors. Hey, man, it says go in the highways and byways, amen. And preach the word. Praise God. Praise God tonight. That this is a good crowd on a Saturday night outside in the warm weather. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's good to lift his mighty name and always look for him. Amen. Amen. I thank God tonight. Yes, and I'm always seeking a burden. I got a burden in my heart for the lost souls. Amen. Amen. Here we go, boys. I'm ready to go. As I climb this gospel ladder, always hear every sign. I know my sins is with me, and he's teaching me to climb every day. There's a ladder for me, and these steps on the ladder is up. They are Thank you. 
Soldiers show the world your light can shine. Get on this gospel ladder and don't be afraid to climb. Can't you hear the angels cheering to the battle will be yours? Then we'll celebrate the victory when we reach your shore. They are holding up the ladder days. I'm looking forward to my mansion. Amen. I'm looking forward to anything in heaven. Amen. Praise God, but he's promised me things. Amen. And I got inheritance to go see about. Amen. Amen. Tonight, one of these days, I mean to go through. Praise God. Listen to the song. One day I was walking down sin's lonely road. My heart was so troubled and heavy by load. Then I heard about Jesus. Heard what he could do. Then I cried out for mercy. It was then I prayed through. I grow weary. Oh, now listen, and my body gets tired. I'm kind of homesick for heaven to be with my Lord. And he's built a great mansion, all shiny and new. 
and I'm gonna sing for heaven, and I mean to go through. Oh Lord, I'm so safe thus far. Amen. And I give him all the credit for it. It don't matter what valley we go through down here. Amen. We got something else over yonder. Amen. And I mean to go through. And I mean to go through one of these days. We're going to bring Brother Danny Hale right here up here. I thank God that we're being recorded right now. We got cameras and stuff everywhere. Amen. Amen. Y'all miss that. Y'all miss every bit of that. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Man, y'all just sit up and give the Lord Thank you. 
Time for a man in here, brother. <laughs> hey, man. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> Praise the Lord tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know a lot of you, but I sort of love you. <laughs> to sop you up with a brave piece of prayer right now. Amen. There's a man in here that I'm looking for. Said the man who could find no room at the door. So they lowered him down on a stretcher bed. Jesus looked at him and said, All your sins are gone Gone this day, take up your bed and go your way. As they walk through the crowd, they fire. I can tell that there's a man in I 
there's a man in here tonight. How true, how true. Praise God tonight. <laughs> well, I understand it. There's been a man in this place all night, all week long. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go back to home here. Let's go back to home. Hey, this is this mandolin playing in, in banjo tune? Whether it sometimes it does. Okay, let's yeah. make it sure of that. Oh, yeah. When my Jesus played at night, he gave to me eternal life. And now I peace, and he is mine. One day have called me to the great divide. Chad, be all right if we sing about the blood. What it's all about. That's all there is to sing about. Right. Praise the Lord tonight. I knew the answer. I just thought I'd throw it out there. sins and from peace and joy to the end and my 
sing this song right here. This is all about what it's about tonight. The precious blood and one special four-letter word. Amen. Out of all of these, out of all of these, there you go, brother. Out of all of these, the precious blood. Yeah. You ever get to where Feel like somebody don't love you? You got the best friend, the best love you ever had in your life. Amen. If you ever get to where you're most humble and can figure that out, every bit of part of your life's gonna change. Amen. Amen. Every bit of it, praise God. <laughs> Boy, can't you see him just walking? Can't you see him just walking right now? Amen. Walking amongst us right now. Amen. Oh, we got the hedge right now. We got that hedge right now. Praise God. Amen. I don't see a fence to y'all. Amen. Amen. This is Brother Danny comes because he loves me. On a hill called Calvary. Jesus, my Lord, suffered for me, carried the cross all the way, my sins to atone. Then they nailed him to the cross, great was the pain and the loss, he suffered it all, because he loved me. Because it must be my Savior died on the cross was crucified. No greater love my mortal man has ever been known. Praise him, baby, loves me so. Now I can hear the teeth of He suffered it all. He suffered it all because he loved me. Then they carried him away and placed him in a lonely grave. Surely they thought that this would be the end of this But on that third and glorious day, 
thing up here, but I'm, be, I'm about to get excited about this preacher coming and bringing the word, amen? There's been a request for this song tonight, so I'm going to have to do it, amen. Let me do this real quick, real quick. Brother Danny Cowan right here, Brother Danny Hale. Two Dannys, that's all right, ain't it? This is little Brady Driver right here. This is his daddy, Brad Driver. And I'm Sean Driver, and we come from DeKalb County tonight. In the beautiful city, right? In the beautiful city of Palmer, right? Is that where we're at? Amen. Like I done told you, I don't know most of you, but I sure do love you. Amen. I sure do love you. Y'all, hey. Right now, our spirit's dwelling with each other. That's what we're supposed to do, amen. Praise God tonight, amen. When the sun of our life goes down, here we go. Oh, what a wonderful rain. 
And I know that y'all are honestly, honestly, who's cold right now? <laughs> We've done our job, boys. Hey man, hey man, hey y'all stand to your feet right here. Hey man, now we're gonna go way back right here, okay? We're gonna go way back. Four songs, four songs. Can y'all stand that long? It won't be that long. <laughs> y'all sing with us, all right? All right. I want to see the baby deserve it all. Praise God tonight. You can leave it there if you want. You're all right. All right. Fine right there. <laughs> Thank God. I just stopped by on my way through. Amen. This is a prepared place. Amen. And that's what we're doing tonight. Amen. We're here. We're preparing to get somewhere. You're preparing to head somewhere this evening. Amen. One or two places. I'm going to head. Amen. I'm preparing, brother. I'm yes. that way. Yes, Amen. I'm going that way. Amen. I, and I thank God for it this evening. Where are you headed? Amen. You 
good in heaven or hell tonight. That's right. Amen. I want you to think about that just a minute. Now you, I, don't get mad at me for saying it. Amen. But I want you to think about that just a minute. Where are you headed? Amen. Heaven or hell? I'm going to heaven. You know why? Not because of nothing I've done. Not because of how good I've been. Uh, most of y'all know me. Know I was the sorriest, slow down this thing. Yeah. Ever walked. Heading that same way this evening. I thank God for it this evening. I thank God for what He's done. Amen. Uh, if anybody got anything they need to say or do, you better get to it. Preach it. Amen. I want to say to say I love the Lord tonight, and uh, I got all three of my babies here with me tonight. Amen. 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 Amen.
child when you look back you're gonna find there was never a time so be strong in the lord and remember to take a hold of faith and stand firm oh you can be confident the lord keeps his promises if you doubt it just read through his word and tell me a time he's not been faithful tell me a morning his mercies were new tell me a moment he wasn't able to carry you child when you look back you're gonna find there was never a time tell me a day he was less than almighty when he rolled back the tide child when you look back you're gonna find there was never child when you look back you're gonna find there was never a Oh, I'm a traveler far from home. I get lost, but I press on. Cause there's a mansion streets of gold. I belong. Yes, there's a day coming soon where the old will be made new and heaven's glory shines like the morning before our eyes. When we all See Jesus, when we all see Jesus, no more sickness, no more sadness, no more pain, when we all see Jesus. Face to face, then we will sing 
with angel voices. There will be a great rejoicing. Holy, holy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. When we all see Jesus, when we all see Jesus, no more sickness, no more sadness, no more pain. When we all see Jesus face to Some people are scared of that. When I was lost, I was scared to death. I was scared to death to die. Didn't want nothing to do with the book of Revelation. Didn't want nothing to do with the Bible. Didn't want nothing to do with God. Didn't want nothing to do with Jesus. But now I can't wait to meet him face to face. Boy, I can't wait to get up there. Boy, and just bow down and tell him how much I love him. It's going to take a long time just for me to get them words out. Uh-uh. Oh, we're going to be able to shout, Brother Matthew. Holy, holy, holy. There ain't no other words we're going to be able to say because when we get in his presence, uh, uh, Brother Matthew, there, there ain't going to be nothing else to say. Oh, that day. I can't wait for them people to get there. Amen. Anybody else? I just want to say I love the Lord, and uh, I thank him for everything that he's done for me and my family. Y'all listen to the words of this song. <laughs> there is a blood that cost a life that paid my way. Death its price when it flowed down from the my sins were gone, my sins forgot. There is a grave that tried to hide this precious blood that gave me life. But in three days, he breathed again. And rose to stand in my defense. 
to tell you he's alive, to tell you that he'd rise every tear that falls. So I come to tell you that he saves, to shout and to proclaim that he's coming back for you. There is a blood that sights the blind, that heals the sick, the lonely finds. It has the power to free the bound as chains they fall upon the ground. So pour it out to cleanse my soul and let his liquid glory flow. Because he lives to make me whole, I owe my life, I owe my all. So I come to tell you he's alive, to tell you that he dries every tear that falls. So I come to tell you that he saves, to shout and to proclaim that he's coming back for you. Come on and preach, brother. Amen. It's time for the word. Bible says we're begotten by the word. Amen. It's, I believe it's time for somebody to hear the word. Amen. If you just get out and listen tonight and let this word do its work, you won't regret it. Amen. Try to. It's good to be here tonight. What a blessing. What a treat tonight. We get to come and, and uh, hear a good singing and good testimonies. I tell you, I've enjoyed the week. I tell you, I have. I've enjoyed these men and uh, I've enjoyed their messages and and everything that's been said, I, I've enjoyed sitting back and being in church with people that I don't normally get to be in church with and hear what God's done for you. And I'm just so thankful uh, to be able to stand here tonight. I, I, I stood here uh, many years ago under this same tent and, and preached uh, a, a tent revival. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm just so thankful to be back here once again tonight. Go ahead, boys. Praise Amen. Amen.
appreciate that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So thankful. Amen. The book of John tonight. The book of John tonight, chapter 7. I got one verse on my heart, and uh, I told my wife, uh, I was aggravating her. She said, uh, I put long handles on under these pants. Because if you've ever wore dress pants outside, you know what I'm talking about in the wintertime. She said, Matthew, they'll sweat you to death. I said, well, I don't plan on preaching real long. She said, my goodness. She said, you're going to have to repent when you get there. But uh, tonight, I, I want to read this one verse and just try to uh, bring a little thought to you tonight. And I pray God will bless it. But here in a little while, in just a few minutes, I've got some men standing over there, and they're waiting on me to give them the, give them the signal. And we're going to do things a little different. John Ross used kids the other night. I'm going to use some grown men tonight. And I'm going to show you what God can do. Ain't you, know, ain't you glad what God can do in somebody's life? How many of you can testify tonight if it wasn't for God? You could be in hell tonight because you was trying your best to get there. How many of you can say that? I was trying my best to get there, but God showed up in my life and spoke to me, and I'm so thankful. John chapter 7, verse 46. I love this verse. There's a, just listen to what it says. It says, And the officers answered, Never a man ever spake like this man. Never a man spake like this man. You can be seated. I pray God bless the reading of his word. And, but I got to thinking about this, and I got to thinking, I've got to get Pente Pentecostal tonight with this microphone, I guess. I ain't used to one then. But I got to thinking about how that when the Lord spake, things happened. And I got to thinking about some people in the Bible that uh, that no doubt people would probably come up to them and Brother John Ross and they'd say, why don't you help yourself? Why don't you fix yourself? No doubt there were some people in the Bible that mom and daddy said, why don't you do better? Why don't you get over that? Why don't you get out of that? And the doctors might have come and said, if you don't quit, you're going to die. But friend, they could not get out of it. They could not escape it. But I'm thankful tonight to tell you there's never been a man ever speak like this man. I thought about a woman in the Bible. The Bible says about the sixth hour every day she'd go up to the well and she'd draw water. And you say, why did she go at that certain time? I brought John Ross, I believe she knew there wouldn't be nobody there. And she was ashamed of herself. And she was ashamed of her life. And no doubt her family they said, why don't you get out of that? Why don't you quit living like that? But every time she'd try, she'd just fall right back into it. But I want to tell you this day, was fixing to be a different day in her life. And the Bible says that Jesus came to journey by Jacob's well. And he told his disciples, he said, y'all go on into the city and buy some bread. I'm going to sit down here by the well. And it was about the sixth hour. And friend, listen, why did he stop by there? Because there was a woman coming. You say, why in the world would y'all go out there in the middle of Palmer? Oh, a ten of them. Sit out there and y'all sitting there like this tonight. 
<laughs> oh, because there ain't never been a man ever spake like this man. I'm glad tonight, Brother Chad, that God put this on your heart. And thank God, I'll tell you, it's getting harder to get them in a church house. Let's just go where they're at, friend. Let's just go down where they're dwelling at. And let's just preach to them, Brother Daniel. Let's say, hey, we might not get them down at the pew, but maybe we can come down here at 410. You say, but Matthew, they ain't under here. They're listening tonight. All of them down the road. I pass them are coming in, and I pass them are going out. And I know that they're listening tonight. Brother Chad said there's been five or six, however many come to the Lord. He said, well, that ain't enough. I want to tell you something, I know it ain't enough. We don't never get enough. No doubt how many have heard the word. They're sitting under the tunnel, in the, under, the, under the roads. They're sitting in the woods. And they're sitting over here in the playground, sitting out there tonight in my seat, and they always are singing, and these people, I seen them sitting over there in the playground. I told my wife, I said, they're walking around over there in the playground, and God's a deal with them. And there's people standing out in the yards tonight that's a listening. And I want to tell them, Brother Chad, there's never been a man ever speak like this man. No doubt their parents have said, you need to quit. You need to give it up. But they can't quit. Everybody's told them, said, why don't you straighten up? But they can't straighten up. Why? Because I want to tell you something. It ain't within our power. I don't do it, but I'm glad there's a greater power. The Bible says it's impossible with man, but all things are possible with God. I come tonight with people on my heart that's lost. This woman went up there. I can imagine y'all stay with me just a minute. I ain't going to preach just a few more minutes. But she said, I believe that Jesus was sitting on the other side of the well. And when she come up through there, she couldn't see him because the well was fighting him. But, friend, he was a sitting there, and you know what he was waiting on? He was waiting on her. And you say, Matthew, the Lord don't love me. The Lord ain't waiting on me. Yes, he is. That's the reason you're still alive. That's the reason there's still blood flowing through your veins. That's the reason you still breathe tonight. It's God's mercy is letting you live. Whether you realize or not, this morning we didn't get up because we wanted to. But we got up this morning because God allowed us to get up. Thank God I live and move and have my being through him. If I didn't, if God didn't give me life, you wouldn't have no life. But it's only by the grace of God that we got up this morning. The Bible says if it's his will, we'll go into the city and we'll buy, sell, and trade. If it's the Lord's will, let me hurry. But she said that he's sitting there on the other side of that well. And she walks up there and she's got a little pail in the hand. She's thinking, well, I'll get me a little pail of water. And I'll go on back home. She had her face all covered up. She's all bent over and praying she don't want nobody to see her. She might have had something over her face and, and she's ashamed. She said, well, there ain't nobody here again. See, that was a public well. Everybody used the well. And she knowed when to go when there wouldn't be nobody there. I've had people tell me, said I went to church, but I didn't expect that to happen. I went to church because mama asked me to. I went to church because my husband asked me to, but I didn't expect that to happen. Never a man ever spake like this man. 
Thank God. I believe the Bible says that she went to dip that water. And Jesus said, give me a drink of water. And she said, he said, you being a Jew, you know, the Samaritans and Jews don't have nothing to do with one another. What do you mean, ask me a drink of water? He said, if you know who speaketh unto you, you would ask me of a drink of water. He said, I'll give you a drink. He said, you drink of this well, you'll thirst again. He said, I can give you a drink of water. Well, you won't never thirst again. He said, it'll be like a well of water that's bringing up in you like a well of water. And when you know what she said, she got to thinking, give me a drink of that water. <laughs> Nobody never spoke to her like this. He began to tell her some things and can talk with her. And she said, we worship God up here in the mountains. He said, you don't even know what you're worshiping. And you said it last night. He that worship God must worship God in spirit. Truth. He said, she said, well, we know there's coming a day that the Messiah is coming. And he's going to tell us all things. And I love this part right here. Listen to me. Listen to me. And he said, he that speaketh, I am he. She said, give me a drink of water. He said, go call your husband. He said, I don't have one. He said, rightly so. He said, the one you got now ain't even, he said, you've had five. And the one you got right now ain't even your husband. And I want to tell you something, friend. She forgot all about what she went up there for. She dropped her pail. It's in the scripture, friend. Uh, she left her pail. Why? Because she got something that she'd never got up there before. And she ran it. And I want you to know, sir. She ran into the city. And she said, come see a man that's told me all things. Never man ever speak like this man. I believe she went home, kicked the old boy out, or got married to him one, whatever she wanted to do. That's good preaching whether you like it or not. That's preaching right there. That's sanctified preaching right there. I'm afraid I'm tired of people think they're going to heaven and living in there. I mean, see it, friend. They won't never get there. You can't hang on to seeing and hang on to God with one hand. And hang on to your life, brother. I want to tell some people tonight, lose this to me. I believe this tonight. I believe when God saves you and he, you get really born again, you get truly born again by the grace of God, I believe it'll change your life in a way. Because, friend, when the Lord speaks, there's nobody like him. And when he comes into your heart, he'll change your whole life. People will say, well, uh, Pastor, I, I'm trying. Pastor, I'm tried. Have you ever got that? Pastor, I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm having trouble this way, and I'm having trouble that way, and I'm having trouble this way and that way. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. And I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, friend, if you get some things out of your home and out of your life, things wouldn't be so hard for you. I want to tell you something, friend. When I got born again, I got born again. Nobody had to tell me I had to quit going down there and hanging out with them. Nobody had to tell me I had to quit talking like that. Nobody had to tell me I had to quit hanging around that mess and quit living like I was. Nobody had to tell me I had to quit sleeping around. Nobody had to tell me to quit drinking. Nobody had to tell me to do none of that. Why? Because when he spoke to me, he changed my life. Mm. We live in a new age today. I know people think, well, I go to church, and that's all good and well. 
And church is a good place to be. Church is a wonderful place to be. But I want to tell you something. There's more than I believe it's been said here all week. There's more to it than just going to church. You may be sitting here, and I don't know who I'm preaching. I wasn't going here. But you're sitting here tonight, and you're struggling. I want you to think about this. I'm not trying to talk you out of your salvation. I'm not trying to talk you out of anything. I want to tell you tonight, I'm so tickled to death over, over, over some of your friend that God's changed your life. I could just jump through hoops tonight. But I want to tell you something tonight, friend. If, if you're having a hard time and you still struggling, and I'm going to tell you to look around your life and see what you're still hanging on to. Because when the Lord spake, things happen. See, I believe when she went home, things were different. I believe it's been preached already this week, but y'all remember the man that was full of the devil? How many of you believe people are still demon-possessed? Because the Bible will bear it out and tell us you're serving whom you obey. Amen? Y'all help me. I'm going to tell you, no doubt, this old boy, full of the devil. I mean, he didn't start out that way, Sean. He started out as somebody's boy. He started out maybe as somebody's husband. And friend, the devil creeped in. He said, well, the devil won't never get a hold of me. I want to tell you something tonight. The Bible says that Judas was one of the disciples, but the devil entered into him. What are you saying, friend? Listen to me. The man think that he's staying. Take heed lest you fall. Listen to me tonight. The devil can get a hold of you. But I'm glad tonight there's never been a man ever spake like this man. No doubt they tried to bind him. They tried to chain him. They tried to tame him. Nobody couldn't do nothing with him. His wife, I don't know that if he had a wife, but if he had a wife, she'd say, honey, please straighten him and come on. Please quit living like that. Please give up the drugs. Please give up all that stuff that you're wrapped up in. And I want to tell you something. It ain't just drugs. We want to preach on drugs, and that's and that's all well and good. God can deliver drugs. God can deliver you from alcohol. But there's other things that people's addicted to too. Did you know that? And it'll get in your mind, and it'll, I mean, the devil will get in there. He'll make a play over you. Come home, son. Mom and daddy go out and feed him. <laughs> He lived in the tombs. Nobody couldn't get around him naked, running crazy, a lunatic. And his kids would take, his, his mama would take him a plate out there. And she'd leave it on a rock, brother. And she'd say, he'll find it in a little while. And she might leave him a little note, brother Chad. And she'd say, son, I wish to God you'd quit. I wish to God you'd come home. But he could not quit. He could not give up. He could not straighten up. Oh, but one day, Jesus told his disciples, he said, get on the boat. He said, we're going for the other side. Oh, thank God. You say, why was they going to the Sea of Galilee? Why was they going to the shore of Galilee? Because they was an old boy over there in the tomb country that everybody said he's an outcast, that nobody couldn't help him. Nobody couldn't tame him. Nobody couldn't help him straighten up. He couldn't get no better. But Jesus Jesus said, I specialize in people like that. I'm going to go and raise that. 
for somebody. <laughs> I'm glad that, thank God, those old saints of God down at the church house said, Brother Matthew means he's lost and undone without God and he needs to be saved. And they got down, Brother Tanner, and somebody got a hold of God and thank God God came looking for me. Well, glory, thank God. <laughs> oh, they get out on the water, and a ship, a storm comes. And begins that ship, the Bible says, verse on that ship begin to take on water. And it begin to be tossed to and fro. Jesus is in the bottom of the boat. Then pulled him up a pillar and took him a nap. And I want to tell you tonight, there ain't no storm bothers him. Because when it's over your head, it's under his feet. When you think you're about to go down, he's still in control. Y'all still with me? Hey, man, I come to have church tonight, didn't you? Uh, that storm's a whirl, and them disciples went down there, and they said, Master, Master! Perish thou not that we perish. Lost person, I want to tell you tonight, he does care. Matter of fact, he cared enough he left the splendors of heaven and come all the way down here, took up on him the form of a servant, made himself a little lower than the angels, and humbled himself and came obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now listen tonight. Jesus steps out and says, oh, ye, a little faith. How many times have our faith got a little? I don't know about y'all, but it happens pretty often in my life. You say, you're a preacher. That don't make me no better than you. I face the same devil you face. I face the same world we face. And friend, listen, our world's upside down right now. But I want to tell you tonight, he's on his way. And friend, he's a coming. And I'm glad tonight I'm a leaving out of here one of these days after a while. He steps out and listen to me. This is what he says. Because y'all get ready. He said, peace, be still. And you know what the disciples said, Tanner? He said, what manner of man is that even the winds and the sea obey him? Never a man ever spake like this man. They roll into the shore. This old boy that's in the tomb country, cutting himself and a calling out and a hollering, and friend, everybody's a praying for him. Listen to me tonight, y'all. I've seen the worst of the worst when people go to praying. And God go to moving. Let me hurry. When, when Jesus pulls into shore, he don't have to go find him. That old boy runs down there and falls on his feet below him. Read the scripture. And the Bible says that the devils cried out in him. He said, why torment us before our time? He said, what's your name? He said, my name's Legion, for we are many. Now, 
He said, cast us, the devil said, cast us not out in the open air. There's a herd of swine up here. They cast them in that herd of swine, and they ran down the hill and drowned themselves. But I want you to notice something. The next time you find him, Gail, he's sitting at the feet of Jesus, and he's clothed and in his right mind. He can't be helped, can't be changed. Never a man ever spake like this man. Jesus got up, and you know what he did? He never went no further. They wanted him to get out of the country. Read the scripture. They got mad at him because he killed their hogs. And he went against their religion. You know that's the reason the world don't want him? He goes against everything that they want. He goes against everything that they're for. And friend, there's power power, wonder-working power in the name of Jesus tonight. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus. God has highly exalted him and give him a name that's above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Jesus gets on the boat. Somebody's coming up the gangplank behind him. He turns around and says, you can't go with me. Why not? you got to go back home, and you got to tell them what good things the Lord has done for you. Now, the Bible don't say this, but I kind of imagine he might have said, now you tell them, son, there's never been a man ever spake like me. They can't no doctor fix you. They couldn't no psychiatrist fix you. They couldn't no rehab fix you. But thank God. The Lord, the Lord can fix you. Now listen to me. Listen to me. Tonight. This week, Brother Chad told me when we got started with this, he said, Matthew, I want to go after the ones that's in the woods. I want to go after the ones that's walking the streets. I want to take the gospel to them. I want to take the gospel to them, that friend that, that's out there that think that there's no hope, that mamas ask them to quit, daddies ask them to quit, husbands and wives ask them to quit, but they cannot quit. But I want to tell you tonight, I'm going to let you listen to some men that will tell you that there's never been a man ever spake like this man. And these boys here, now I picked these boys because I know their story. I may not know your story, but I know their story. Most of them go to church with me and Daniel and our church, and we've seen God work miracles in their lives because the Lord spoke to them one day and said, you don't have to live like that no more. Ain't you glad, boys, that then one day he passed by your way. Everybody said, why don't you quit? Why don't you give it up? Why don't you get away from it? But you could not. But when Jesus walked by and said, get up from there, ain't God, I'm going to give you life. My name's John Jacobs. I was in addiction for 40 years. And, uh, most people didn't know it. I'm not from Great Wheat Farmer, but I spent, a, I spent a bunch of time out here. A lot of time, wasted time. And, uh, you know, the devil was in my ear and showed me everything he had out here. Everything. But I'll tell you what I did. 
I hit my knees in Logger Church. My God. As soon as I did, Jesus spoke to me. Best thing I've ever done in my life. Best thing. And if anybody can hear me out there, and I know you know me, you might be in your mama's yard or out in the woods. All you have to do is walk on over here, and we'll meet you. We'll, we'll meet you right here at this altar. So I'm telling you, it's the best thing you'll ever do. Wasted many years. I'm telling you, had a praying mama. And all y'all who's praying for your kids, keep praying. Because I'm one of them. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. I tell you. Everything I was looking for, the high I was trying to find, was right here. It was the best thing ever. I'm telling you, it, 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 I can't explain it. But if you get it, you get it. I'm talking. If you know, you know. And I'm I'm forgiving right now. And that's the best feeling I've ever had in my life. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got wonderful kids. I've got a great family. Best thing I could ever ask for. I'm blessed so much. I've been blessed my whole life. I just never even knew it. I'm telling you, I, I just, oh, I'm, I'm a little nervous. and Oh, man. I'm telling you, I just, I just love praising the Lord, too. I, I would have never thought I'd been in this thing. You told me, ten, I met Sean Nance 10 years ago. And if he would have told, if you told me I'd have been here, I'd told him he's crazy. We met in a different circumstance. And a lot of us were together. A lot of us. And, man, we know each other's stories. And it, it's the best. But Greg told me one day, <laughs> man, we've done a lot of things together, a lot. But the best thing we've done was prayed at altar together. Best thing ever. And I love all y'all. I love everybody here. And I really I love Daniel, Matthew, and then y'all. I'm not telling you. Best thing ever. But I'm going to go ahead and pass this thing on here. I'm just going to say I love the Lord. Best thing you could ever do, and if you if you're lost, I'm telling you, you need to come on. Just come on up here and give everything up. You could come up here. Do you think you're just dirty, filthy? You have to leave it here. You can't come up here perfect. I mean, you can't get clean then come. You got to come up here, lay it all down, and get clean, and let and let Jesus work on you. It's a process. You keep coming. You keep coming. You keep coming. Be obedient, be faithful, do everything you need to do. I'm telling you, he'll be there with you. He'll speak to you also. I love everybody. I love the Lord. I appreciate everything he's done for me. He did a pretty good job trying to explain it, though, didn't he? Amen. My name's Travis Green, and I'm not from this end of the county. I, I was born and raised around Swanee and jump off and whatnot, but uh, I was born into a dope-filled environment. My mom and dad still addicts to this day, but um, by an early age, let's say, you know, my dad used to coon hunt all the time and 10, 11, 12 years old. Some nights we'd go coon hunting on school nights or whatnot, and some nights he would we'd go to a dope house, and then he'd go to a girl's house, and I remember several times he just he turned me loose in this old pickup truck and said, Bust block, you know, I'll be standing out at the end of the driveway, you know, in a couple hours, you know. Eleven, twelve years old, riding around Trace City and Montego or whatnot and daddy's old pickup truck, you know, and mama was always an addict. She got, you know, drug out of my sixth grade graduation. I watched her drink.
She used to eat downers all the time, and I've seen her drink candle wax. I've seen her wreck. I've seen, I've, I've seen just, just, it's still like that today, Lord help her. It's still like that today. By age 16, my hero, my brother, this man was real close to him. Little Greg growed up with him. My brother got killed. He got shot in the back of the head just right down the road from my house. And then just a few years after that, my cousin turned out to be my best friend. He got got killed in a car wreck. We'd been up for a few days, and I dropped him off that night, and I thought he was going to go to bed, and he wound up hitting one-ton forward head-on, killed the girl that him that was with him in his cell. But um, I got really wild. But um, at a young age, I thought I was hard. I thought because I'd fought some men and broke a few horses or whatnot, I was the exception. I thought sin and addiction couldn't control me. And by the time I got to the end of it, not only did I destroy my life, everyone that was close to me, I tore all to pieces before I tore my life all to pieces. The ones that love me the most is the ones I hurt the worst. And the same exception that thought he was too too hard, that, that wouldn't lose his soul to addiction and sin, at the end of it, I thought I was the exception that Jesus Christ couldn't save. And if I'm being completely honest about it, before I found Jesus, I was borderline atheist. If if there was a God, I'm sure of it, I hated him. I hated him, you know. But uh, So I went to rehab. I went to a 12-step program, a 60-day program. I'd been there a couple weeks, was angry. My head started clearing up. I was pretty miserable. I'd opted out of phone calls and writing letters and whatnot. And never never read the Bible. Didn't know anything in the Bible. Could, probably at this point in time, I couldn't have, I couldn't have quoted John 3.16. And uh, so I wake up like 2.30 in the morning, first time the Lord ever spoke to me. He said, you need the Bible, son. And on this particular day, my, my counselor, he said, Mr. Green, would you like to make your phone call today? He hadn't asked. He asked me the first time, and I told him I wanted to opt out of it, you know. And then this particular morning after the Lord spoke to me, he asked me if I wanted to make my phone call. And I said, yeah. I called his little sister. And she got in touch with a man named Tommy Noe, and he sent me the Bible that I carry with me everywhere I go, you know. And I got in it, and 600, 699 days ago, 699 days ago, on a hilltop at sunset overlooking the Gallatin River. It may have been the most difficult day of my life, but but it was the most wonderful. I can't I I, I can't explain it. John John did a very he, he he did a very good job trying to articulate how it, it, it's amazing. But if you are out there and listening, please believe that you're not the exception. You can't control addiction. It will ruin your life. It will ruin your family's life. You will drag everybody down with you that tries to help you. And if you have been in addiction for some time or addicted to anything for any length of time, you're no exception either. Jesus Christ can do for you what he's done for all of us.
My name is uh, Zach Meeks. Uh, a lot of y'all know me. Right here, this is my brother. Um, I run these roads out here for years. Y'all all know that. Most of you know that. Y'all seen me do what I did. And, and I'm ashamed of some of the things I've done. I was raised up in a Christian home all my life. Knew right from wrong. Good Christian people. I had no excuse. No excuse to do what I've done. I got saved at a young age and uh, and walked with him for a little while. Of course, uh, in high school, peer pressure, different things, I, I turned to drugs. And from about the age of I was 16 till about six years ago, on and off, I was addicted, drug addicted. <coughs> in that time, there was a time or two that I, I, I got back in church. I didn't give it all. I was holding on to things, and one time I, I think I stayed almost five years in church and went right back to doing what I was doing. I suffered a, a loss, as some of y'all here did, by losing a good friend. I went down the darkest path that a man can, can go down. My heart got so full of hate, y'all, I didn't care about nobody, myself, or anything. I did not care. Got myself in such a shape that I, I got myself in trouble. <clears throat> Done two and a half years in prison. Missed the first two years of my, my son's life. Y'all don't realize how hard that was. Six years ago, middle of April, I asked the Lord. I was in a prison cell. I said, Lord, if you'll help me get out of the mess, I put myself in. I try my best not to ever. Not to ever be in this position again. Guess what? He helped me. He's still helping me. I got blessings. You know, there's a song that says, I got blessings of my own. I've got a family, Christian family. My little boy, we've got another boy. I've got a Christian wife. Y'all, I'm fixing to start my own business. <laughs> I can't explain how good the Lord's been to me. He took somebody, I said the other night, he took somebody that, that a, lot of say, a lot of people said, and my family at a time or two probably said it, that was too far gone to save by grace. I'm thankful for what he's done for me. My name's Greg Cash. Uh, I grew up uh, around Midway in Suwannee area. Uh, struggled with addiction for over half my life. I could quit for a little while, but it never did last, you know. And I, I tore my family apart. My kids, I've hurt them in more ways than I can even explain. I let the enemy take everything from me through my addiction. 
He took my relationship with my kids. My marriage, he took it away from me. I gave it to I gave it away in addiction. And uh, took me to a bunch of dark places in my life. Felt all alone. But December 20th, 2020, I come to the altar and gave it all to the Lord. And he, uh, I didn't, I didn't rise up that drug addict anymore. I, I was a new man. He changed my life. He gave me a peace that passes all understanding. And since then, two of my kids have been saved. My wife got saved. We, we, we wasn't even married then. She got saved. And then the Lord began to put our family back together. That's what the Lord can do for you. And I, I, I can't thank him enough for what he's done in my life. I deserve none of it. And he gets all the glory for everything that he's done in my life. I love y'all, and I'm thankful for, for the opportunity to tell y'all a little bit of my testimony. I'm just thankful to be here tonight. Saved by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, my name's Raymond. Most of you know me. And anybody out there listening, they know me because I am from right here. Uh, I didn't used to staying right here. And the people out there are the ones I really want to know because they see me running through these woods. I live right across the creek right there. I used to run these roads, getting high, staying high. You know what? I'm not really going to get into all my past because that's not part of it. I just want to talk about the Lord delivering me. Uh, I was an addict. I was an addict off and on for 20 plus years. And uh, I say off and on because, you know, I tried to straighten up a lot of times. Uh, several times I was going to get straight and I was going to do right. And, uh, but, you know, I tried to do it my way. That was my first mistake. And, uh, and I always held on to something. You know, a lot of people think, if you're just smoking a joint every now and then, that you're straight, but it, it don't work that way. You know, and I always fell back into the hard drugs, and it seemed like every time that I went back, it was worse than before. So I finally just come to the point where I wasn't going to try anymore. It didn't do any good. I, I was it. I was just going to accept that that's who I was, and that's what I was going to be. You know, but, uh, but God had other plans. And, uh, it started with Beth, my wife, uh, my girlfriend at the time, but she went to rehab. She got out. She made things right with the Lord. And uh, I told her that I wasn't going to straighten up, uh, that we might as well just split split up. She said no, that she's just going to pray for me. And uh, I made a promise that I would come to church one day to see her get baptized. And uh, I didn't want to be there. I... <laughs> That was me. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. I I sat by the door, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah. But you know, he spoke to me that day, and uh, and I went down to the altar, and I knew the Lord forgave me. But and and I fought him for a minute because you know, just like everybody out there, I wasn't gonna be no hypocrite, you know. And I thought that I couldn't do it. And that's what keeps a lot of people out right now. And uh, But I, I knew the Lord forgave me, and I got out, and I was thinking, I can't do this. 
you know, because I've never been able to do it before, but I didn't realize what I had yet. I went home and I locked my door and I stayed hid for a week. And uh, I had to run into a friend of mine to unload some furniture. Uh, one of my drug buddies that always had it, you know. I mean, he was my go-to. And I got there and uh, he knew about Beth going to rehab, but I didn't say nothing about myself. And he asked me if I was trying to stay straight for Beth. And I just said, yeah. And I know he was asking me if I wanted anything right then. I ended up going out of his house to help him. And I prayed on the way out there, but never yet did I say anything about the Lord. And uh, he told my other friend, he said, let's go in and get high. And I thought, you know, I was nervous. I didn't think I could do it because I'd never been able to do it before. And they offered it to me. I said, no, they offered it to me again. But then, I want y'all to notice something right here. I left something out the whole time. And uh, that's when I told him, I said, look, I went to the altar. I gave it to the Lord. And I'm going to try to live the rest of my life for the Lord. And that's when I found out that I didn't have to do it anymore. Jesus sat down beside me. He let me know that he had that took care of, you know. And anybody out there, I mean, I feel sorry for y'all. You had to do it the hard way. Rehab, jail, I feel super blessed that he done it that way for me. And I just want to put the people out there to know that right here is rehab. It don't take a 12-step program. It's how many steps it takes you to get right here. Uh, I love the Lord, and I'm thankful for where he brought me from. Y'all give the Lord a hand. How many years? Yeah, stand up and give him a hand tonight. I'm talking about giving the Lord a hand for what he's done in these boys' lives. Look how many years combined of addiction God broke when he spake to them. No doubt. I don't know, Travis said his mom and daddy was drug addicts, but no doubt somebody somewhere called Travis Green's name in prayer and said, God, would you save Travis Green? And look where he stands tonight. John Jacobs told me he had a mama that prayed for him. No doubt his mama said, God, please, don't let my kids go to hell. And the Lord came and spake to him one day. That's my brother. I know mama prayed for him. I know daddy prayed for him. I know they got a hold of God for them. And thank God the Lord showed up. Greg Cash, no doubt somebody prayed for him. Raymond told me he had a granny. He had people that no doubt prayed for him through his life. I'm going to tell you something they probably thought nobody ever could ever change their life. But God changed their life. I want to say this tonight. As they come, somebody come get us a song. Come get us a song. Come get us a song. I want to say tonight, you go ahead, boys. Just gather around there and pray. That's good. If you're here tonight and you need to pray, I want you to come on. Come on tonight. Come on tonight. Come on tonight and pray. Come and pray tonight. If you're out there tonight listening and you think God can't, I want to tell you there's never been a man ever spake like this man. There's never been a man like Jesus. There's never been somebody that can talk to you and call you out of the place where you're at and save you. Why don't you come tonight? If you're lost, come on. If you're struggling, come on. These boys are gathered around this altar and they're praying for you tonight. Come on tonight. Come on. Get in this altar tonight. Get in this altar tonight and let's pray. 
Anybody out there? Let's bow our heads just for a minute. Y'all pray with us. Bow our heads just for a second. You're here tonight, and God's just speaking to you. Why don't you step out and come on tonight? Step out and come on. Come on tonight. Come on. Come on tonight. Anybody tonight? I want to say this before I hand it to Chad. You that's out there that's listening to us, out there in the woods somewhere walking down the street, listen. Listen to me. God wants to save you tonight. God wants to, wants to speak life into, your life into you tonight. He wants to walk by. I think about that scripture. He, walk, he said he walked by and I was polluted in my own blood. But he cried, live, live. I'm glad he cried, live in my life one day. As they sang tonight, you come.
said it's that simple. Yes. It's that easy. Amen. Amen. That easy. Come on. Come on. Play something soft just a minute. Yes. I want to ask you a question. Could you lift up your hand and praise the Lord just now? Could you lift it up? When they were saying, praise God, praise God, could you lift it up? And know what you're really doing. Everybody that's here, if you just bow your head for just a minute. If you couldn't raise your hand just now, because you're not sure what to do or what we're talking about, you're not sure what just happened. Would you lift up your hand right now and say, pray for me? Lift it up and say, pray for me, preacher. Remember me. I want to know more. I need to know more. Would you just lift it up, put it up, put it back down? I won't come to you. I won't call you out. I just want to know if you're interested. Just lift it up and say, pray for me, preacher. I'm lost. I don't know Jesus. And I need a Savior. Would you just lift up your hand? Say, remember me. I want to know more. Father, as we come before you this evening, yes, God, we're thankful for what you've done. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I love you this evening. And I'm thankful. Lord God, that you've come by and you've showed out and you've helped people. Yes. But God, I feel like there's more that yes. wants help, that needs help. Yes, Lord. Lord, they're just not they just don't understand what to yes, do. Yes, God. Father, I am asking you right yes. now that you'll help. Yes, Lord. Lord God, in their minds and in their hearts, that they'll understand that all they've got to do is what this young man did. Just step out in faith and call on your name. Father, help us today to be there for them. Help us, oh God, Lord, to lead them in the right direction. Father, help these that come this week. Lord, and made things right. Lord, I ask that you'd strengthen them right now. Or that you'll encourage them today better than ever. Lord, that they'll know exactly what's happened in their life. And they'll give you the glory for it. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Just another minute. I want to give you just another opportunity. Sing the last verse, if you would. And we're going to close. Would you step out? Come on. Step out. Come on. Make your way up here. Come on. We appreciate you, uh, the Lord. We appreciate uh, what he's done. Uh, I appreciate the goodness of God this evening. Amen. Uh, it's the goodness of God this evening that's all that's been talked about. 
Amen. This week, this whole week's been about the goodness of God. Yeah. Amen. And that's what it's about, church. Amen. I lost a friend out there tonight. It's all about the goodness of God. Amen. These men got up here and told their testimonies. And I can't help but to think, Brother Matthew, where I come from. Yeah. How many times did I run up uh, up and down these streets and these roads? And, boy, just, just was lost. Thought I was something. Don, I thought I was something. Boy, I'd go steal them old trucks and come in here and slide in here to the library. Boy, I, I was thinking, boy, this is the slick, ain't it? Yeah. Boy, everybody be looking at it, and I thought I was something. Bless you, Matthew, I wasn't nothing. Boy, I'd walk around, drugs and things of that nature, and thought I was something. Brother Matthew, I'm talking about 14, 15 years old. That's how young I was. Thought I was something. They showed me real quick I wasn't much of anything. Amen. They showed me real quick what they thought about me. They put me away for a long time. God saved my soul. Amen. 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 Now in the same streets that I used to get high in. I've stood out here and been in the Bible all week. But you know what I'm ashamed of? I'm ashamed this took me this long. I should have been here early. I should have been here sooner. Amen. And I tell you what, these men, uh, me and Matthew talked, and mothers, they said, we, we should do this more. You know what? I'm going to try to do it more. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But I, I appreciate yeah. You appreciate right on time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I love these men. I appreciate the help. Some of you said, how many of you is the first time you ever heard them? You got a whole house full of first time. Hey, man. I tell you what, I, I love them and I love their testimony and I, I appreciate them. Every time you get them, it's the same thing. Hey, man. They bring the Lord with them. Hey, man. That means more to me than anybody. Right. Uh, and uh, hey, I am going to say this they ain't asked for a dime to come up here. Us preachers ain't asked for a dime this week. We ain't taking up no money. That's right. For us, That's right. they had to come from a long way. They drove a big old van. Yep. And we know gas ain't cheap. Yep. There's about 73 of them in that van. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't even know how I pulled the hill. <laughs> they come, they got, and, and listen, and I want you to listen. They, I felt like I was at a construction site. You'll, you'll get that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But they kept sliding out the side door. I'd see feet get, I was like, where are they coming from? And then they started getting equipment. I said, y'all got equipment in there? <laughs> My goodness. I know what they could get me, me get about three miles a gallon. Got that? <laughs> We're going to put a box up here, just like we done the other night for the tent. We're going to put a box up here. Just come by and throw a little money in there for them. They didn't ask for a dime. You know what most singers want now? They won't walk. They won't. They wouldn't talk to you for less than a thousand dollars. You know how much they asked for? They said only thing we got we we want is it not to be on Sunday, it not to be on Wednesday. I can I can get on board with that. You know why? Because they want to go to their church. Amen. To spend Sunday and Wednesday with their families. 
right. I appreciate that. But, uh, uh, I appreciate them. But I feel like we've done our job. Yeah. Bless you, brother. I do, Brother Matthew. Uh, I, I was wondering and uh, studying and praying. Uh, and I know these men have too. And uh, I feel like we've done our job. And I want to ask them that they would to step up to the men that's preached this revival this week. That's helped us preach. Step up here with me. Brother Bruce can't be here tonight. He's in just Georgia. Georgia. He's down there preaching revival. Brother Matthew's talking, taking off and going. Bible tomorrow. I can't even say that one. It, it, it's just like. Anyways, I appreciate every one of you, man. I mean that. I text them and call them about this revival. And you know what they said? We'd be glad to. I'd be honored to be a part of that. And I believe every one of them preached the word this week. Amen. I've got some help this week. Amen. Have you got any help? Amen. I, I appreciate them. And, and, uh, and I want y'all to know, man, hey, I, I, it's been an honor to stand and stand in here and stand, stand in the gap with you this week. And uh, I, I appreciate every one of you. And, uh, listen, if you're here and you have been saved this week, I, I want you to know this. This is Brother John Ross Jones. It's important for you to find a church. And you know where you need to be in the morning in church. This is Brother John Ross. He pastors at Bevis Chapel. Yep. What you at? 715 40th Avenue South. 715 40th Avenue South. <laughs> Matthew trying to trick you. I don't know the address. I don't either. I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking about mine. They'd be glad to have you at that church. These, these brothers go to Cornerstone. Brother Bruce is the pastor there. He's not here tonight. They don't know the address of theirs either. It's on Adamont Street and Tracy. It's the old Church of God of Prophecy building. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's Cornerstone Church. Yeah. You know what? They'd love to have you. Yeah. These two, uh, he's a politician, so I'm skipping him. <laughs> This is Brother Matthew Bates. That's right. Got, they got me the other night. These two brothers, this is Brother Daniel Crabtree and Matthew Meeks. They, they, they pastor and assistant pastor at Vulgar Community Church. It's the red church before you get to the BP. Fat Chuck's and Dave's parking lot. Fat uh, Chuck's Dave. <laughs> I love you. This is Brother Chad Smith. He's the pastor of Barker's Cove Community Church out on 399. I don't know the address. It's the only church out there on the right. But I appreciate him. We love him. He's my friend, and I, and I, and I appreciate him for letting me be a part of this this week. I've been helped. I've got revival this week. Hey, if you ain't got a church to go to, get to one of these in the morning. Amen. Sunday school at 10 o'clock. Church and left. Every one of us.
You know what? We're in agreement with that. You ought to come listen to these Sunday school teacher, then listen to the preacher, and then come back tomorrow night. Amen. We love you this evening. We're going to dismiss for one more time. And I ain't tell people about what happened this week. Amen. We appreciate you. And we love each and every one of you. Amen. Don't forget to put some money in this box. Drop your old $100 in there. Amen. Come back. Come to church in the morning. Brother Troy Boy. Didn't think you was going to get out of here, did you? You might go to, brother. Sit missing.